In an amazing health breakthrough, scientists have discovered that the Chinese flu will not spread if people are gathered together in a cause which Democrats think is just. Responding to conservative complaints, the Democrats seem to be complete and utter hypocrites who force children to stay home from school while allowing thugs and radicals to riot through the streets. Computer models created by the Totally Scientific Computer Modeling Company showed that large crowds may get together safely if their purpose is in line with Democrat plans to reduce America to ashes. In tests that sent a wave of relief and joy through the entire totally scientific community, people with the Kung flu were gathered together in a small room while a video was played of Nancy Pelosi applying lipstick to her forehead while she announced, quote, it is past time we address the issues that have remained completely the same since we discovered they could get us elected for no reason, unquote. After this, the experiment participants dispersed to their nursing homes where they were watched carefully while they coughed up their lungs and died for reasons having absolutely nothing to do with the flu Manchu. To ensure accuracy, this totally scientific experiment was repeated with elderly sufferers from the Asian murderer disease locked in a New York City subway car and forced to watch Barack Obama address the nation exactly as if Joe Biden were a senile hologram who couldn't speak for himself. O'Biden said, quote, we have waited too long for a president who would address the issues of police tactics as I did for eight years to no effect. Now is the time when we can fix this because we don't have some total incompetent in the Oval Office, unquote. Astoundingly, according to the totally scientific computer model company, every single one of the people in this experiment died of completely natural causes within only 14 days, proving that it is perfectly safe for people to gather together to burn down cities, though it may remain dangerous to try to stop them. Trigger warning, I'm Andrew Clavin, and this is The Andrew Clavin Show. I feel hunky-dunky, life is tickety-boo. Birds are winging, also singing, hunky-dunky-dee-doo. Ship-shaped, ipsy-topsy, the world is a bitty zing. It's a wonderful day, hurrah, hooray, it makes me want to sing. Oh, hurrah, hooray. All right, last day of the week here, so you want to suck up all the clavin goodness you possibly can. And the way to do that is to go subscribe to the YouTube channel, Andrew Claven. We are watching, we're, we've got our eyes on you, we're watching your comments. Here is one from Richard Landerman. He said, knowing that Knowles is catching up on subscriptions, and that was happening, you know, Knowles is, he'll stoop to anything. He's using Russian bots, he's using Chinese spies. So, you know, you want to get some good American uh, solid subscriptions and other countries as well, but as long as they're real people or can pretend to be real people, you should subscribe. Richard Landerman says, knowing that Knowles is catching up, I'm going to have my wife subscribe to your channel. I'm also making an account for my mother-in-law who doesn't use Ubook or Facetube or whatever that stuff you all kids mess around with these days on your Nintendos and wallets is called. Well, thank you very much. And we will be watching for those of you who not, you know, it, it, it's one thing to help me, which is a, a good thing. We want to save the Clavin, but of course, attacking Knowles also just adds to your prestige. Um, I believe that we are witnessing a dangerous situation right now, and we're going to call it Stockholm Syndrome America. I'm sure you've all heard of the Stockholm Syndrome. It was named after a 1973 bank robbery in Stockholm. Four people were taken hostage, and when they were released, they refused to testify against the robbers who had taken them hostages. They had developed feelings of affection for them and started to see things from their point of view. I've seen this myself in battered wives who start to see things from their husband's point of view and lose the awareness that they're being serious 
seriously mistreated and they don't deserve it. For the last three months or so, we've been held, we've been held hostage. We now know that the hysterical fear expressed about the spread of the Chinese flu was fake, just like the hysterical reaction against Brett Kavanaugh was fake. We know the Kavanaugh hysteria was fake because Tara Reid's accusations against Joe Biden were ignored, and we know the flu hysteria was fake because now the Democrats feel riots will be more useful to them than a lockdown. Suddenly, social distancing and the rest don't matter a damn. So we've been held hostage by the left and we're being held hostage now, hostage to violence, riots and threats. Now, Drew Brees, the conservative Christian quarterback, had to apologize because he opposes disrespecting the flag. James Mattis, the former defense secretary, says Trump is terrible because after Democrats have done everything to divide us for the last 60 years, Trump hasn't pretended to try to unite us. And we're hearing that problems among black Americans can be solved by whites making soppy apologies, including kneeling to people, which is disgusting, by the way. I spit on anyone who kneels to another human being or expects to be kneeled to. None of that is going to help our black neighbors. I acknowledge the problem of good people being harassed by the police, and I acknowledge that they're bad cops. But no, I have no feelings of sympathy for Democrats and the media who have abused me and held me hostage, either with lockdowns or riots. And I do not think leftists who have done nothing but make black lives worse for over 50 years, I do not believe they have anything to say to me about what should happen next. We've had more than 50 years of leftist policies in our cities it's time to let those hostages go as well. All right. I know you guys are all uh, locked down and suddenly thinking, hey, you know, I think maybe there's something I have to take care of, like maybe a will or maybe some contracts and LegalZoom has been dedicated to helping you with the right solutions for more than 19 years. If you're looking to protect your family with a will or a living trust, or you're thinking about the right way to start a business with a DBA, LLC, nonprofit, or more, LegalZoom has got you covered. It's easy to get started online. And if you need guidance, they have a network of attorneys that can provide advice to ensure you make the right choices. And since LegalZoom is not a law firm, you won't have to leave your home and you won't get charged by the hour. A very, very good thing. Visit LegalZoom.com today to take care of some important things you need to get done. And for a special savings, be sure to use code CLAVEN at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com, LegalZoom.com, code CLAVEN, LegalZoom, where life meets legal. And of course, it's illegal in many states not to know how to spell Clavin. It's K-L-A-V-A-N. There are no E's. <laughs> I was just going to say that. There are no E's in Clavin. Let us just take a look at this ceremony that took place outside. I believe this one was outside the White House where people are pledging not to be racist. About racism, anti-blackness, or violence. I will use my voice in the most uplifting way possible. I will use my voice in the most uplifting way possible. And do everything in my power to educate my community. And do everything in my power to educate my community. I will love my black neighbors the same as my white ones. I will love my black neighbors the same as my white So much is wrong with this that it's even hard to know where to begin. People with their hands upraised, like they're making some kind of religious ceremony. Uh, it's it all looks like uh, white people, and essentially it's it's racism. It's essentially saying that if you're white, you're racist, which is garbage. There is just as much, if not more, racism in the black community as there is in the white community. And by the way. 
it, it has to do with your heart. It has, doesn't have to do with the color of your skin. It has to do with what's inside your chest. And we all have stuff inside our hearts that we shouldn't be there. We know this. We know this is true. It is disgusting for people to kneel. There's a video, and I'm not going to play it. It's a woman being told and convinced and trained to kneel in front of a man because she's white. I can't play it because I can't watch it. I can't look at it. Uh, and I just think this is a disgusting thing. No American, no person, but certainly no American should kneel to another human being. You kneel to God. That's it, period. And even God doesn't uh, demand that you kneel to him. You do that because he's God. You do not kneel to other people. Everything is wrong about this. And the most important thing about it, and I'm going to talk about this more, the most important thing about this is we are not divided as a people on this question. We are not divided as a people on this question. Are there racist people? Of course, they're, they're going to be racist people till Jesus comes again. That is just the way it's going to be. But we as a nation are united in being, uh, you know, for police reform where it's needed. We are, uh, we understand the anger of communities when things like this happen. We understand that, you know, that uh, black people have been having a hard time, but it's about the reasons. It's about the reasons. It's not because of racism in people's hearts that black people have problems. There's racism against all kinds of people who thrive in this country. And sometimes people hate them They're like Jews. People still hate Jews, but they thrive. Blacks can thrive too, but they're not thriving under Democrat rule. And that's the thing that we should be looking at. And it's just disgusting to be told that we should identify with the people who have taken us hostage, which is the violent people and the radicals. Drew Brees, I got to talk about this for a minute. You know, Drew Brees made a statement. Well, is this is that his statement that we have or do we have his apology? I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played. And when I look at the, the flag of the United States, I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War Two, one in the army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. So now he has to apologize. He, he's lambasted from pillar to post. He's dragged from pillar to post. Aaron Rodgers goes after him. All the sportscasters, because they're all lefties, he finally in you know Stalinist fashion, he finally has to apologize for saying he respects the American flag. I would like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, the black community, NFL community, and anyone I hurt. He left me out. I don't know why while he's apologizing to everyone. Anyone I hurt with my comments yesterday and speaking with some of you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused. In an attempt to talk about respect, unity, and solidarity centered around the American flag and the national anthem, I made comments that were insensitive and completely missed the mark on the issue that we are facing right now as a country. Let me tell you something. There is a city called Rock Rochester, New York, which is a lovely, lovely little town. And in Rochester, New York, there used to be a major corporation that supplied jobs to that community. It was called Kodak. Now, some of you who are younger may never have heard of Kodak, but Kodak, like Kleenex, is a synonym for tissue now. Kodak was a synonym for cameras. It was a synonym for film. They, Paul Simon wrote that famous song, Kodachrome. Nobody had to tell anybody what Kodachrome was. It was color photographs. We knew that, okay? Kodak is gone. Kodak is, is now no longer exists, and Rochester has been hit very hard for it. Why? They made one mistake when digital camera uh, film came in, which they invented. They helped invent the digital cameras. They didn't get on that train. They thought, hey, well, you're always going to need film. Now they're gone because they made one mistake. 
The NFL is one of the most successful franchises that has ever existed in this country. Ten years from now, I guarantee you, it will be gone. If they start kneeling to the flag en masse and forgiving people for kneeling to the flag and forcing good Christian conservative men like Drew Brees to grovel because they respect the flag, because they had people who fought for the flag so so that black men, in part, could have the kinds of jobs where they get paid millions of dollars for throwing a ball around, if, and be and be and live in this free country. If that's going to happen, the NFL will be gone. Now, why why do I say that? Because we all agree. We are all in agreement about things. And if you're going, and that's because we're all Americans. It's because of the flag that we're all in agreement. You know, I, I don't talk about Karl Rove much. He's not one of my favorite commentators, uh, but he does go after the polls. And he published some of the polls today. Reuters Ipsos poll: seventy three percent support the peaceful protests, and seventy nine percent believe that the violence undermines the peaceful protest. The New York Times is groveling because Senator Tom Cotton uh, printed an op-ed on Knucklehead Row in the op-ed page saying Trump is right, we should call out the military. Although Trump didn't say that. He said he would if they didn't get it under control at the states. He said, yes, we should call out the military. They're there to protect us. The New York Times has to grovel because they put the, they published an editorial by a United States senator right? These young, woke, stupid kids who don't know a damn thing about anything. They've read one book attacking America. They've listened to, you know, leftist professors who don't know anything. They're running the New York Times. This is the Stockholm Syndrome. This is the Stockholm Syndrome. We are apologizing. We are apologizing for saluting the flag. We're apologizing for letting senators write op-eds in major newspapers. That's the Stockholm Syndrome. These people are a vast minority. The people who agree are all of us. We all agree. The people starting trouble and saying this. If we all agree, how is this a racist country? If we all agree that people should be protesting and we understand the anger and all this, where's the racism? Where is the racism? It's imaginary. It is an imaginary straw man racism being created by the press and the left. But I repeat myself in order to tear us apart. I have always said I have always said that 70 percent of the people in this country agree on 70% of the issues. That means that we can sit down and talk. Who's standing between us? Who is standing between you and me? I'm a conservative guy. Freedom is my first thought. Maybe you're a left-wing guy and equality is your first thought. Somewhere between that, you don't, I don't want people to be totally unequal. You don't want people to be totally unfree. Somewhere we can meet and talk. Why can't we? Why are there riots? Why are we screaming at each other? Why? The president, where's the president? Why, why can't the president speak? Who's who's uh, listening to the president? They don't even report on the things he says. If he comes out and says w- what he did say, I agree with the peaceful protesters. I agree that this man was wrongly killed, but we can't have this violence. And if the governors don't uh, handle it, I will. All they did was concentrate on the second part of that statement. All they did was concentrate on the second part of the statement. They just erase the rest of it. What's happening to black businesses in this country? They're being destroyed. They were destroyed by the lockdown. They were destroyed by the lockdown and they're being destroyed now by the looting. Okay, that's who's being hit worse. I know that they're I know that Antifa is strategizing. They're moving into richer neighborhoods and they're going into Beverly Hills. It's still the black neighborhoods that get uh, hurt. And believe me, Cartier will come back. But a, a, a neighborhood grocery store will not come back. Who's in favor of the lockdowns? Democrats. Who's supporting the riots? Chris Cuomo on CNN, Democrats. Who's making excuse for riots? Democrats. Who has held the black community in this country hostage for since Wilson? Democrats. Democrats have done it. Now, let me let me just point out something. All right. We 
we have been spending, we have spent trillions of dollars uh, on on po- poverty, you know, programs, LBJ style, Great Society poverty programs. On Tucker Carlson, Bob Woodson of the Woodson Center was on. Uh, play this clip. Play what he says. In the past 50 years, $22 trillion have been spent on a poverty program. 70% goes not to the poor, but those who serve poor people. So many of those people taking office use this money to create a class of people uh, who are running these cities. And now, after 50 years of, of liberal Democrats running the inner cities, where we have all of these inequities that we have, Race is being used as a ruse, as a means of deflecting attention away from critical questions such as why are poor blacks failing in systems run by their own people? Right. Now, the the brilliant thing in there, it it was part of a larger point that he's making, but the brilliant thing in there is when you say that the government is spending trillions of dollars on poverty programs, right? And everybody says, oh, well, we need more. We need more money. That's patronage, right? And it's not just the money that's being spent. It's the guy who's getting the money to distribute the money, who's taking a big bite of the money. It's the bureaucracy that's being created to help poor people ostensibly, but is really helping the bureaucracy. So when you say, you know what, these programs aren't working, get rid of them. You can't get rid of them because the guy says, wait, that's my job. That's my bureaucracy. That's my power. That's my patronage. That's my patronage to give away to my friends so they'll vote for me. That's my way of buying votes. I'm not going to give back that money to the to the people just because it's making black lives worse. They're not going to do it. And then there's the philosophy. Candace Owens is trending. Our friend who got her start on this show, Candace Owens is trending because she had this to say about the way black people react to their own. Shelby Steele was talking in his book, I believe it was White Guilt, and he was talking about something unique about the culture of black Americans that you will not find in any other culture in America. And it is the fact that we cater to the bottom denominator of our society. Uh, Let me explain what he means by that. He means to say that we are the only community um, that will get outraged and get up and organize and picket in protest to defend the bottom denominator of our community, meaning criminals, uh, uh, burglars, robbers, anything that you commit a crime, only black Americans will be out picketing to defend the criminals. So and then she goes on to talk about the fact that George Floyd, you know, had numerous drug arrests. He he burst in with five other guys or four other guys into a pregnant woman's home, held her at gunpoint while they ransacked the house for drugs. He apparently he went to prison for it. He paid his debt to society and apparently went to Minneapolis to get his life back in order. But there's evidence now that he had fentanyl in his system uh, when he was found again. That doesn't make it right what the cop did. But here again, we all agree that it's not right what the cop did. There's nobody around saying, hey, I love that cop. Even the cops don't like these cops. They, you know, they make their jobs so much harder. So they all know that this guy was a bad cop. And they all know that this is the thing there should be reform. And it should be easier to get rid of a bad cop. They're so protected by unions and and contracts that it's really hard when they get complained about. It's really hard to get rid of them. Sure, of course. But we all agree. So why are cities burning? We all agree. So why is Chris Cuomo saying, oh, riots are a wonderful thing? We all agree. So where's the racism? It's all, all a product of the left. We all agree the division is just coming from them. And blaming Trump for it is absolutely absurd. It's absolutely absurd. So let's take a look. Barack Obama comes out and he makes this speech to the nation. (laughs) 
<laughs> Barack Obama is addressing the nation. I know the message is supposed to be, I'm doing this because Donald Trump is not doing this. And by the way, let me just pause here for a moment. I know everybody gets ticked off at me if I say Trump is doing something wrong. Trump is doing something wrong. He should be talking more. He's got all these black friends in the business community, guys who love him because he turned the uh, black unemployment numbers to nothing and can do it again once the, once the Democrats let go of their grip on power, which they're going to have to do now because they've opened up their states for the rioters. So they can't close them down, although they are doing that in New York, by the way. I'll talk about that later if I have a chance. But anyway, <laughs> Obama comes out and makes this speech. And so he's going to address the, the nation. And Trump should address the nation. He should go into the Oval Office and he should sit down and say, listen, they're not letting me speak to you. They're cutting me off. The press is lying to you about what I'm saying or what I represent. Here it is. Here's what I represent. Don't let the press lie to you. Don't let the press divide the country. Here it is. Anybody who's telling him he should be doing anything else is giving him bad advice. He should be out there talking to the people. He should be meeting with black leaders. He should be showing that he cares and showing also that he will bring law, law and order to the neighborhoods. If he did that, he would win the 70% of people who agree there's this cause for anger in the black community and who also agree that the rioting and looting is bad stuff. All right. That's Trump. Here's Obama. He comes out and he makes this speech. What has happened over the last several weeks is uh, challenges and structural problems here in the United States uh, have been thrown into high relief. They're the result of a long history of slavery and Jim Crow and redlining and institutionalized uh, racism that uh, too often have been uh, the plague, the original sin of our society. Oh, yeah. The original sin of our society. Oh, yeah. Now, part of the history, that history of redlining and the history of bigotry and the history of slavery was the history of electing a black president of the United States twice. OK, who had eight years to make some changes and made things worse during that time. He used Eric Holder. And every time there'd be an incident like this, he would blow it up. And remember, any any incident, there are murders in America all the time. You can pick any incident and, and sell it as an issue. Anyone you want and get people riled up about it because you have that the left has that much power in the press. They choose these issues. Obama chose these issues. He's the one who made this an issue. And then he would go into cities like Seattle and basically the federal government would look over the policemen's shoulders and the crime level would skyrocket. And that's why I have no respect for Black Lives Matter, because black lives don't matter to Black Lives Matter. OK, they don't care how many people black people get killed. They only care about it when they can blame it on white people. It's really leftism matters. That's that's really what it is. And Donald Trump said, this. you know, here's the thing. This is supposed to make Trump look bad. But doesn't it make Biden look bad? I mean, where is Joe Biden making his speech to the nation? <laughs> Where's Joe Biden? This guy, I'm telling you, he is a carved wooden dummy who is going to sit on the lap of the left while the left spouts things through his jaw, going up and down and up and down. And that, you know, if he appoints Kamala Harris, I just hope he has good Secret Service agents because he is going to be in danger from the left, from the left. Here's Trump talking about Joe Biden. I mean, here's Trump's perfectly reasonable remark about Joe Biden. A guy like Sleepy Joe Biden was in there for 43 years. Then he says, I think we should do this. I saw it today. He took his mask off for the first time in a while. I haven't seen his face for a long time. And he said, I think we should do this. Or I think we should do that. And actually, then he started speaking through the mask again. He feels comfortable with the mask on, I think. And even though there was nobody anywhere near him, which is interesting. But 
Well, he made a statement about what he should do. I said, he's been there for 43 years. He was vice president for eight years. He didn't do a thing. Trump needs to come out. He's right about this. He's absolutely right about this. In fact, Biden, some of the laws that Biden passed, like the anti-crime bill uh, that he featured, he went after Anita Hill and questioned her. Some of that stuff makes the black community angry, but they're just going to forget it all. The past just goes away. Likewise, likewise, the past about the failed policies that have made black lives worse for 55 years, all Democrat policies, every single one of them. You know, there are other policies that could be put forward. You know, they could stop killing black babies in abortion mills. They could uh, start charter schools. You know, the black parents love charter schools because they work and they and what the uh, teachers unions have this argument. They say, oh, well, they skim off the best students and leave them that make the other schools worse. Well, tough, skim off the best. Get anybody out of there. It's poverty. Get them out. Get those people out. Get those children out. If they have ability, if they have talent, get them out of those union run schools that suck. I've been in them. They suck. Get them into good charter schools. Give give people choice. Why is choice? Why is choice so good if you're going to kill a black baby? But if you're going to educate a black baby, suddenly the choice isn't good at all. How does that happen? Where's the logic on that? They keep lying to us, and yet we keep buying into it. We keep buying into it. I got to play this one clip before I talk about the press, because I want to talk about them, too. And I want to talk about the facts about Obama, who Obama really is. I just want to play this one clip of some ladies. I think it's in New York cleaning the graffiti off a wall. Uh, after the riots there that nearly destroyed New York while um, Bill de Blasio fiddled while he was playing. He was playing his violin. You know, what an artist we lose in Bill de Blasio. (laughs) She's they're cleaning up and a a social justice warrior catches them in the devious act of cleaning graffiti off the wall. Why are you guys removing Black Lives Matter's graffiti? We're just trying to take care of it. We tried over there and it wasn't coming off. It's still in the house coming off. But why do you want that to come off? But so you don't care about black lives not then? Not at all. That's not at all. We, we, we That's care. what this. We certainly do care about black lives. Uh, not enough to leave up a message. You don't know, disagree with the message, ma'am. It's just on the building. We're just trying to clean it. Great. Not not a great way to use your white privilege, ladies. Not a great. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. They're cleaning graffiti off because graffiti really helps a city. Graffiti really helps black lives. It's really important. When you write, you know, F the police or whatever you write on a wall, whatever the kind of, you know, that people don't write the Constitution on a wall. They write, uh, you know, uh, obscenities and slogans and all that stuff. That really helps black lives. That really helps black lives. But you're a social justice warrior, so you must be a good person. You must be a good person because we really, you know, nothing makes a city better than having it defaced, having property defaced. That's really going to help black lives. This, this is an amazing thing. So, so here are these ladies who say to them, no, you know, I, we, we care about black lives, but we're, so we're cleaning up the, so we're cleaning up the city. And they're being told they're doing the wrong thing. Who is dividing us? Who is dividing us? If, if those ladies, you know, this whole idea of white privilege, you know, I said yesterday, they're going to defund the police. They should defund the police in any neighborhood that wants to defund them and then send the funding to my neighborhood where we'd love to have more uh, police. I feel the same way about white privilege. If you're giving up your white privilege, send it to me. I'll use it. I'll use twice my white privilege, okay? Because I'll tell you something, my giving up my white privilege isn't going to help a single black person on earth. Not one. Not one. So I might as well enjoy it because it's not going to help one person. We know it's going to help. Education is going to help. Families are going to help. Fathers are going to help. 
No drugs are going to help. We know all that stuff. And yes, please always reform the police, watch the police. The police have a lot of power. The police represent the government. We know the police need to be reformed. What is their, what is their ask? What is the left's ask? The left's ask is chaos. When they say defund the police, that's chaos. That's murder. That's the destruction of black communities. That's the destruction of black lives, right? So they don't have a policy. They don't have anything. They don't have anything except this hate and anger and virtue signaling that is absolutely destructive. If you don't think it's destructive for white people to kneel down in front of black people, you don't know your history. It is destructive for any person to kneel down in front of any other person. Unless he's proposing marriage, unless he's proposing marriage, it is absolutely destructive. So now we're looking at this, right? And and again, you know, we see Tara Reid shows us that they were lying about Brett Kavanaugh. We see that the riots, their approval of riots means they were lying about the lockdown. They don't care about the lockdown. They're not worried about the spread of the flu. I mean, suddenly that doesn't matter anymore. We know they don't care about black lives because they don't care about all the people being shot by black criminals that the police could help them pre- prevent. They don't care about black lives. Nothing they say is true. And yet there is 70 to 75 percent of us ready to talk. We're ready to talk to one another. And we're not going to agree on everything and we're going to struggle and we're going to have to debate. That's part of being an American. That's part of being in a republic, a democratic republic. All those things can happen, but they can't happen while the left is in charge of our communication system. This is why I disagree with Jonah. I think the first thing we need, I think Kayleigh McEnany is the first person we need. Trump, we need them to destroy this disinformation system. All right. We had a great time last night on the all access show, which I just love doing. I love talking to you. I love hearing your questions, but you can't get on unless you're an all access member. So you want to become an all access member, not just for that, but for all the great things that we send you. It's our premier level of uh, membership. So you want to get involved in that. And we will also send you two of these incredibly valuable solid gold diamond encrusted leftist tears tumblers, which are unlike any other of their kind by not being solid gold or diamond encrusted. And when you want to do this, you can get 15% off and virtue by <laughs> subscribing under the name Clavin. You go to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Now, you know, the God King is counting how many of these subscriptions come in under Clavin and how many come in under whatever uh, other names of people who may work here. I have no idea. And of course, you know, he then sends down lightning upon those who have the lesser uh, number. And so you want to make sure you uh, register as Claven that you subscribe uh, under the code Claven and not under the code Knowles because you want Knowles to be hit, of course, by lightning, as, as do we all. So it's K-L-A-V-A-N. There are no E's in Claven. I just make it really look this easy. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe. You know, this is the, let's let's talk about Kayleigh McEnany for just a minute. Then I want to get back to to Obama. I want to get back to Obama because there were hearings yesterday about the Russian hoax, and they exposed the fact that it's Obama who has been dividing us. It's Obama who has uh, wrong footed the Constitution. And you know, every time I hear this, uh, play the cut of Kayleigh McEnany. I think it's Jim Acosta. Jim, look at me. I'm Jim Acosta. Is going after Kayleigh McEnany about fact checking? Shouldn't we fact check the president? And here's her response. If there's any president out there who should be fact-checked, any political leader out there should be fact-checked, isn't it President Trump? And aren't you trying to silence fact-checking by going after Twitter like this? Look, well, first I would say I disagree with um, all, if not almost all, of those assertions that you're making there because, look, 
if you're going to get into the fact-checking business, there's no one that should be fact-checked more than the mainstream media that has been continually wrong about a number of things. To give you a list of some of the most egregious ones, um, that ABC News in December of 2017 falsely reported that Flynn would testify that the president directed him during the campaign to make contact with the Russians. That was false. In 2017, your network, CNN, botched their WikiLeaks email exclusive and were forced to make on-air corrections. CNN's Jim Shudo, another CNN one, uh, dropped a fictional bombshell in 2018, July, claiming that Michael Cohen would tell federal investigators that the president knew of the Trump Tower meeting. And there are many more, not to just put the onus on CNN there. So if anyone needs to be fact-checked, I think it should be the media. Is it is it sexist for me to ask that she do, do these things wearing leather? Is that sexist? I guess that's that's kind of sexist, right? Because it's Come just, on. it's not, it's, Come it's, on, it's man. not, it's not that I'm into that kind of thing. When I, I made a joke about this once and our producer, Rob, had to tell me I was mispronouncing uh, dominatrix, right? Now, I, why Rob knows about these things, I don't know, but it shows you how out of it I am. So, so it's not like I'm into these things, but I, when I see this cute blonde slapping around these middle-aged men, it's like a scene out of billions, you know, where the guy goes into these dungeons, he goes into these sex dungeons and they burn him with cigarettes. I mean, I, I sit there, I have to watch those things through my eyes. Somebody, I, I'm, I'm riffing now, but somebody, uh, they put out this thing that doctors say we should wear masks during sex to protect from the flu. So I put out that guy, Gimp from uh, Pulp Fiction with the leather mask. Because I'll tell you what you should wear to protect yourself during sex. One thing you wear, a real, the best protection to wear during sex, a wedding ring. That'll protect How you. How dare right. you? <laughs> so, so, so anyway, get back, back to what I'm talking about. James Mattis, right? Sec def, admirable general. But, a, but really a lefty, I think, comes out and he says, Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. Now, this really bugs me. It really bugs me. And it bugs me when we hear, oh, Obama, what a great <laughs> uniter he was. Because what uniting means is getting on your knees to the left, who have destroyed black lives, who continue to destroy black lives, who are destroying black lives while I'm talking to you. While I'm talking to you, the left is destroying black lives by hurting the police, by making it harder for them to do their jobs, by throwing money at them, by telling them that they don't have to uh, reform their own lives, that somehow we, the white community, are going to save them, which is the most racist idea of all. Nobody saves anybody. You've got to save yourself. Yesterday... Uh, Rod Rosenstein goes behind before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Remember, he was the deputy attorney general, former deputy attorney general during the Russian collusion thing. And now suddenly he says, oh, you know, we knew we knew there was no Russian collusion. So this is the cut 18. January the 4th, 2017, the FBI had discounted Flynn. There was no evidence that Carter Page worked with the Russians. The dossier was a bunch of garbage. And Papadopoulos is all over the place, not knowing he's being recorded denying working with the Russians. Nobody's ever been prosecuted for working with the Russians. The point is, the whole concept that the campaign was colluding with the Russians, there was no there there in August 2017. Do you agree with that general statement or not? I agree with that general statement. Thank you. <laughs> and now Rosenstein says that he wouldn't, if he knew what he knew now, he wouldn't have signed the fake uh, FISA application. You signed a warrant application in June of, uh, I think, 2017 to get the uh, Carter Page warrant renewed. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, 
Have you looked at the Horowitz report? Yes, I have. I have it with me, Senator. If you knew then what you know now, would you have signed the warrant application? No, I would not. And the reason you wouldn't have is because Mr. Horowitz found that exculpatory information was withheld from the court. Is that correct? Among other reasons, yes. So Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, he goes nuts on Rod Rosenstein. This is what he says. This is Rod Rosenstein, the number two guy at the Justice Department, the guy who at the time was was acting attorney general. Rod Rosenstein, the guy who signed the FISA application of renewal for Carter Page. Rod Rosenstein, the guy who named uh, uh, Bob Mueller as the special counsel. Rod Rosenstein, the guy who uh, broadened the scope of the investigation, who the guy who did all that now says there wasn't anything there. And that's that's been what we've said, been saying for three years. Now we're finally getting confirmation of that. So the top guy at the Justice Department is saying there wasn't anything there, but yet he signed the FISA, named Bob Mueller a special counsel, and broadened the scope of Mueller's investigation. For goodness sake, that's the main problem here. <laughs> so, this is just amazing, all right? So this is all Obama's work. All of this, he had to know. He had to know this was going on. And when people shrug this off, it drives me crazy because, you know, uh, who was it? Ari Fleischer yesterday made the point that if the Tea Party had demonstrated as vi- and set fire to St. John's Church and Obama had had them cleared off with pepper spray uh, off the lawn of Lafayette Park and had walked across Lafayette Park to the church. The press would have just elevated him to holy status if they could have elevated him any higher than he was. Right. So now they attack, but they attack Trump for it. Yesterday, uh, Obama makes a speech. Here's Wolf and Don over at CNN. So a very, very uh, hopeful, very, very uh, confident statement from the former president uh, of the United States, uh, Barack Obama, says the protesters, the people on the streets uh, represent a broad coalition. There is a change in mindset taking place that we can do better. Don Lemon, uh, strong words from the former president of the United States. What did you think? Well, I thought the the vacuum in leadership that we have been talking about now for over a week uh, when it comes to this particular story, um, I think he stepped in. So (laughs) we are being held hostage by these guys. You know, we have the stock and people have the Stockholm syndrome because we're being held hostage by these guys. Seventy percent of us. I mean, 70 percent of Americans, you can't get 70 percent of Americans to agree that ice cream tastes good. OK, but 70 percent of us agree that there should be some police reform, that their uh, peaceful protest is fine and that burning and looting is bad. And the military should be. And, and people agree, by the way, that the military should be called out if the looting continues. We agree. We agree. But we are being held hostage by the press. We can't talk to one another. We can't reach one another. We can't even make it ourselves heard because we're the one side of us, the left, is being told that the other side, the right, are demons who hate black people. And the other side, the right, is so angry, is so angry that they can't even think straight to talk to, to leftists. Right. We don't we won't talk to each other. And it's all coming from the press. It is all coming from the press. Now, when I say the press, I mean also the Antifa radical leftists and the Democrats who are backing the press. Because let's face it, the people rioting are Democrat voters. If they vote at all, they are Democrat voters. The Democrats cannot reject them. They can't go out and say, you know, people people yell at Trump because he uh, he said that he would stop the rioting 
after saying that he agreed with the peaceful protests and he had he's got the the DOJ investigating the police matter in Minneapolis. So he's doing everything he can do. It's I mean, police reform is a local matter. Right. After he says that they ignore that part and they just hear about the part about the military. But Joe Biden makes a little comment about, yeah, well, you probably shouldn't riot and then does nothing but encourage this idea that we're living in a racist society, which if I'm sorry, but if we were compared to what if we were living in a racist society, would everybody agree? Would everybody agree that they have cause for anger when somebody gets killed like this? Is there anybody standing up for this cop? I mean, I kind of feel sorry for this cop. I wonder if he's going to get a fair trial. I wonder if he's going to get a fair trial. I mean, it's it's really it really is difficult now because people are so much on the side of our black citizens. So where's the racism? Where's the division? It's all on TV. You just have to turn on the TV to see it. All right. Um, Let me end with this one final reflection about um, what what is going on in New York. Something I saw a story in New York uh, in the Daily Forward, which is a Jewish paper, where while the police were being told to stand down and being restrained from stopping looters, Remember, it was like, I guess it's supposed to be like a controlled fire. I mean, it was something that really doesn't work. While that was happening, the police were being sent to clear Jewish parents and their children out of a park in Brooklyn. I I was so shocked by this that I actually had to contact Ben and say, is this true? I mean, I wouldn't, it was Bethany Mandel. I know, you know, it was like, I thought, I thought I wouldn't believe this if I weren't reading it in the forward. You know, I mean, if it weren't a legit paper, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't believe this. And Ben said, no, you know, I talked to my Jewish friends in New York because, you know, they all conspire together. Uh, I talked to my Jewish friends in New York and this is actually happening. (laughs) And here's Bill de Blasio's comments on this. I don't mean to make light of this, but I'm reminded of the song Imagine by John Lennon. We played it at my inauguration. I, I think everyone who hears that song in its fullness thinks about what about a world where people got along differently? What about a world where we didn't live with a lot of the restrictions that we live with now? But we're not there yet. <laughs> so we're not yet living in the song Imagine. Thank God. I mean, thank God we're not yet living in the song. So here's this clown who's harassing Jewish people. I mean, this is a genuine dyed-in-the-wool anti-Semite. This guy is a genuine dyed-in-the-wool Jew hater in New York. Why are they voting for him? Really, liberal Jews are being held hostage by the Democrat Party. Blacks are being held hostage by the Democrat Party. America is being held hostage by the Democrat Party. And it's starting, some people are starting to think like, oh yeah, this is fine. This makes sense. It really is like being battered. It really is like being a battered spouse and one day thinking, well, you know, I didn't clean up as much as I should have. I didn't get his dinner on the table fast enough. We're starting to talk like this makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It's 55 years of great society, Democrat funding, trillions of dollars poured into these neighborhoods and blacks are living in this public housing that is trash. They are living in public housing that is trash. And when you try to tear it down. Oh, no, no, you're a racist. Why? Because they're getting money, patronage, right? You try to build schools that they'll use, charter schools that they can choose and send their, their kids to. If they if they have parents who care about them and the kids have talent, sending them to charter schools. No, 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 we can't do that. Obama took that away, right? While he was sending his kids, while he was sending his kids to private schools, 
He was sent. And did anybody call him out on it on the left? Not one person called him out on it on the left. Certainly not the press. We are being held hostage in an empire of lies. We are. And there are people among us who are starting to think that those lies are the truth, that Drew Brees should have to come out and apologize for respecting the flag, that the NFL is, trust me on this, is going to go broke because they want to be so woke, they're going to go broke because they start disrespecting the flag of the country that made them the richest franchise on earth. This is, it's, it's like, a, it's it really, it's a kind of mental delusion. And the thing you have to remember about the Stockholm syndrome, the thing you have to remember about the Stockholm syndrome is you don't know you have it, right? You don't come out and say like, you know, I know I shouldn't be making excuses for the kidnapper. You actually feel the kidnapper has a point. You actually think that the lies you're being told from on the news have some kind of truth to it. Yes, yes, they lied to me about Brett Kavanaugh and they lied to me about the flu. But th- now, now this the, really it's really, I, you know, I've got to fall on my knees and raise my hands to the air because I'm racist because they're telling me about race. They're not lying now. They lied about everything else. They lied about Russian collusion. They lied about Donald Trump. They lied about everything else, but now suddenly we're going to trust them and believe them. That's the Stockholm syndrome. That is really, and it's the thing I I keep warning you about. And it's the thing I keep trying to explain to conservatives. They don't understand. They think that if they debunk each story, somehow they'll win, but they have to be the media. They have to fight back by creating media to defend. They have to create Twitter. If you know, listen, I'm, I'm in this point, I'm in favor of just tearing Twitter down. I don't care about the first amendment. I do care about the first amendment, but I think we could tear Twitter down and maintain the First Amendment. But if you can't do that, build a Twitter, build a network. Why should why should Comcast get to own the public airways at Channel 4, at NBC? That makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. We are being held hostage in an empire of lies. We are being held hostage by liars. And if you start to think, if you wake up one morning and think maybe they have a point, that's the Stockholm syndrome. And now, worst of all, the Clavenless weekend this year. So you're going to be cast out into the exterior darkness where there will be incredible wailing and gnashing of teeth. That's in the Bible. It says that you will be cast into the Clavenless darkness where there will be wailing and gnash, gnashing of teeth. And are you going to doubt the Bible? Of course not. But survivors will gather here on Monday, and I will be here. I'm Andrew Claven. This is The Andrew Claven Show. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five-star review and also tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Wall Show, and The Michael Knowles Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Clavin Show is produced by Robert Sterling and directed by Mike Joyner. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Technical producer, Austin Stevens. And our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. Assistant director, Pavel Wydowski. Edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio mixed by Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup is by Jesua Alvera. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. Production assistants, McKenna Waters and Ryan Love. The Andrew Clavin Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. From CNN to the Minnesota government, prominent leftists defend political violence. Public health officials change their story on coronavirus. And the rioters kill Robert E. Lee again. Plus the mailbag. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show.